Today on Locked on A's, there's more Sean Murphy rumors to go over and where I think the A's are going in terms of what they're targeting. And then also the A's, uh, they, they made a trade. It's not a Sean Murphy trade, but they made a trade and uh, helped their bullpen, maybe. And also uh, are potentially signing somebody. So we have so many things to talk about. Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 501 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burkett. On today's show, we're talking about Sean Murphy trade rumors again. I know. Whoa. Uh, you guys are going to miss these because there's not, I'm going to be talking about like splits in like three weeks. I'm like, oh, yeah, so here's uh, here's what Dermis Garcia hit against lefties. So, yeah, trade rumors. Catch the catch the fever. It's it's the winter meetings, everybody, and he's probably going to get traded in the next few days. Uh, so we're we're talking about that and what I think that the the recent rumors mean for what the A's are targeting in the trade market. We'll talk about that in the second segment, and then you know the A's made a little bit of a trade. They made a little bit of a signing. Let's talk about those guys as well. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including. On YouTube, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and uh, subscribe and like and comment and do those things because uh, it's nice and I like it and uh, I like interacting with people on YouTube and also on social media where you can follow the show at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and uh, I also do some writing which you can also follow. Uh, sometimes that's more timely. So go go over to Inside the A's and uh, check out some of my timely A's news and analysis and, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the rumors. If you want to know more about the... I'll, I'll let you guys know who the A's signed. They signed Jace Peterson. Okay. It's not official yet, but it's, it's about to be official. The, I'm going to have a, a nice little write-up about him. I'm also going to have a nice little write-up about uh, once, the A's, once the draft lottery is done in a couple of hours, uh, I will have the top 10 guys that the A should go after in the draft. So th that's coming up in just a couple of hours. That might already be up by the time you're listening to this. So go check out Inside the A's and also follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook at Inside the A's. But let's talk about the, the latest Sean Murphy rumors. Uh, Ken Rosenthal may have broken A's fans today by reporting that uh, the, A's, the A's want major leaguers in exchange for their... Uh, gold glove caliber and also silver slugger caliber catcher Sean Murphy and A's fans are like what are the A's doing and I understand that sentiment but I, I wrote about this on, on Inside the A's and I, I think that uh, this is a, it, it's a little bit of double speak I think coming from the A's front office and probably particularly David Forrest which first point here that I want to make here is um I feel like the A's are using the media to their advantage a lot more than I ever remember them doing so Kudos to that. They're just driving, at least in my eyes, driving the price up and up and up by using the media. Uh, they, they planted a story with Mark Feinsand of MLB.com. They're like, the Braves are nearing a deal. That was two days ago, a full 48 hours ago, that Chum Murphy was close to getting traded. And now more teams just keep jumping into the fray. It's working. 
Good job, David Forrest. He's doing an excellent job, I gotta say. We'll see what the package is that they get back, but from, from where I'm sitting right here, he's doing a great job negotiating the crap out of this deal. I am very excited. Hopefully, the A's are getting Arson Judge, and I know that he's not trade. I just had to throw in an Arson Judge reference. Um, but David Forrest is doing good, I think. That, that's where I stand right there. Uh, the other thing that I wrote about with Inside the A's in this report is that it doesn't necessarily mean that the A's want guys that have played in the big leagues. Uh, I think that, you know, they, they want major leaguers that that is not uh, veterans that they don't want to, you know, <laughs> they don't want Liam Hendricks back a 35 year old closer. They don't need him. I think that they want guys with either lots of control, and uh, one guy that I'll talk about here in the next segment is Lars Newtbar of the Cardinals. He has years of control left. He has also played in the major leagues. That could be the kind of guy that they're going for, or a guy who's just made his debut. Uh, that that is, they, they want they want team control. They want to be able to have this guy for a long time, or you know, the centerpiece of the deal for a while. They don't want to just have a guy for a couple of years and trade Sean Murphy to do that. That's dumb. That does not match up with their timeline at all. But I think that adding guys that are, let's start. major leaguers. When you, when you look at prospects, you are like, Oh yeah, we're, we're going to trade prospects for this guy. Technically, if you want to get real technical, everybody, on everybody in the minor leagues is a prospect. Uh, even the guys that are on the top 30 prospects on MLB pipeline, those are all, those are the top 30 prospects for a team. Some teams don't have top 100 prospects though. So not all farm systems are built the same. And so he's saying, I want major league talent is what I think he's saying here. So he wants guys that can go get it. He wants dudes as prospect people say. Um, he, he wants those guys, guys that are not necessarily surefire, but like really, really good tools who have a high likelihood of success at the major league level. That's what I think is being asked for. Not, you know, guys with three years of control left that cost $18 million. They're not going after those guys. That being said, I wouldn't mind necessarily the A's trying to go and get Eloy Jimenez, uh, who is injury prone and hasn't had like 300 at-bats most seasons, but uh, throw him a DH and let him be the new Chris Davis because uh, he can hit. I, I like him. Uh, but that's that's wishful thinking. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that the, the White Sox are necessarily going to be in this deal if the A's are going after what I think they're going after. Um, so that just, I, I think that the A's just want the best offer out there. And so, so these stories kind of keep getting planted. Like they want major leaders. They want this. And it in the discussions, you know, between Forrest and Mosaliak or whoever he's talking to, they know what is being discussed. And this is the A's way of trying to up the ante. You know, we also see uh, the A's speak through Commissioner Rob Manfred. It's like, we've passed all the deadlines. There's no time to build in Oakland anymore. We need to start all over in a new city because time, which also doesn't make sense. But <laughs> it's the narrative that keeps getting uh, spewed out there. But, but a lot of the A's top prospects are near the major league level. And I think that that is why asking for guys that are major leaguers or close to the major leagues, um, I, that is a that is a wise strategy. I think that, uh, that is probably how you should go about the rest of this rebuild is going and supplementing those guys like Soderstrom and Geloff and guys that have already come up like Nick Allen and Jordan Diaz. You want to supplement those pieces and 
if you know where all those guys play, you kind of know where where they still need. Also, Shailen Galarza is going to be the catcher, so Soderstrom's probably going to be moving over to first base. Uh, Jordan Diaz could be at second base. He could be DH, even though they don't want him there. Uh, you got Nick Allen over at short. You could have uh, Kevin Smith at third, or maybe even at second. He's he's good, maybe. We'll see. Uh, but the A's definitely need some positions to be filled and uh the teams that are recently coming into the mix here have some of those guys in their farm systems and in the major leagues that could catch the a's eye so let's find out what position i'm talking about and which teams make the most sense with that coming up here in just a second Today's episode is brought to you guys by BetOnline.net because BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all over at BetOnline.net. Uh, I've been giving you guys World World Cup recaps in, in these ad reads and I, I had the Japan game on, and then they went to penalties, and I don't know how it ended. I legitimately don't know who won, so I guess I'll find out, or I could like look for the end of the game. But uh, if you know, and you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments so that I don't have to go find that for myself. Give me the information, please. <laughs> and if you guys love sports podcasts, and I'm guessing you do because you're listening to one right now, you can find all of those over at BetOnline as well. They're the, uh, always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because bet online that's where the game starts welcome back to the locked on ace podcast if you guys are enjoying the show make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to hear the, the shows and podcasts and do all those uh we're available on youtube so make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel i think it's growing it's uh it's it's there's a lot more of you and so thank you for that i appreciate it um means that i'm doing something potentially right uh, which is new for me. Anyways, uh, also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Also make sure to follow Inside the A's for more A's news and analysis in written form. And uh, check them out, or check us out. Check check out everything at Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook. But let's talk about some of the new teams that have emerged in the Sean Murphy sweepstakes and uh, why I think that that means that the A's are potentially targeting outfield as their centerpiece in this trade. Uh, the, the Cubs are a new team. They were reported last night along with the Houston Astros. And then just like an hour ago, the Diamondbacks entered the fray. So uh, there's there's some teams. Get, most of the teams in baseball want Sean Murphy. It's official. Uh, nobody's reported that yet, but um, I, I had somebody reply with, wouldn't it just be easier if they just said, like, everybody wants Sean Murphy? I'm like, hey, good news is we're only a few teams away from getting there on our own. So uh, before too long, every team will have been linked to Sean Murphy. I think, like, the Rockies and the Pirates still need, and maybe, like, the Reds. The Reds. Um, yeah, th those are basically the only teams. They need to be linked to Sean Murphy at this point. But jokes aside, the Cubs make some sense. Uh, I, I believe uh, as we were on, as I paused it so I could get the bet online ad read up, uh, the, the Cubs signed Cody Bellinger. This is, again, according to uh, John Heyman, who also tweeted out Arson Judge before and then deleted the fact that he had not signed with the Giants. So, sources? 
<laughs> but Bellinger to the Cubs, I think I also saw Jeff Passon tweet, tweet that one out. So uh, it, it may actually be real. So the Cubs are trying to make some moves. They signed Cody Bellinger, who hit under 200 last year. But hey, maybe he does something. And also they've been linked to the shortstop market. Uh, maybe they want to sign two. Whoa, that would be insane. They're not, maybe they get one. And then if they bring in Sean Murphy, all of a sudden they, they made moves and they might actually be a playoff team because uh, the, the NL Central sucks. So their competition isn't great. We don't know what the Brewers are up to. So there's that. So the Cubs would be an interesting fit. Uh, they have Brennan Davis, who uh, I believe MLB Pipeline loves a lot. Um, and I, I think that he would be available in this trade. Um, the, the, the value on baseball trade values lined up. So, I mean, he, he was like half the value of Sean Murphy. So he should be available. Uh, and then, but he also had back surgery uh, during this season. He didn't play, I think he played like 50 games all season, something like that. He hit like 190. Uh, so it wasn't a great season for him. He also played in the Arizona Fall League for five games and uh, left, uh, not left. He, he got to go home because of general soreness, uh, probably because he had had back surgery and that hurts. Um, he, there was like a blood clot or something back there. I, I'm going off of memory, not something that's in front of me. So I think that that was right, but I'm not sure. So he could be a, a bit of a question mark, but he's got some tools. He has so much power and uh, he's intriguing. He can play all three outfield spots. Um, another guy that the Cubs have is Pete Crow Armstrong, who is another solid guy who can do a lot of things. His trade value might actually be a little bit higher than Brennan Davis, uh, according to baseball trade values. That's what I'm basing this on, but I know of, I mean, I, I've heard of both of them, but I, I, I know of Brennan Davis uh, because he is in all of the MLB pipeline tweets. So Brennan Davis would be uh, a nice a nice fit to have. He's not quite there. He's played at AAA the last couple of years um, in, in small spurts. He hasn't had like a full season there yet. So he's on the cusp of being ready for, for the big leagues, you would think. Um, but the, the Cubs got a couple of good outfielders that the A's might be interested in. Uh, the Diamondbacks, they've been rumored to be shopping or, or at least open to trading one of their outfielders. They got Dalton Varsho, who is a former catcher. Uh, it would be very A's for the uh, for them to bring in another catcher who mostly plays the outfield now and is also really, really good at it. Uh, but Alec Thomas and Jake McCarthy would be the two main targets in that uh, in a deal with the Diamondbacks. And both those guys are interesting. Uh, they're highly rated prospects. I'm, I'm intrigued by them. Uh, I haven't done a, a super deep dive on either of them yet, but I'm intrigued by all of them. And uh, I, I like teams like the Diamondbacks who are just kind of like on the cusp. They're always like, fine. They're, they're not like a bad team, but they're not a good team. So uh, go Diamondbacks. Yay. Um, and then you got the Guardians. That's another, I mean, they, they got the prospects to make any deal work. Whatever the A's want, the Guardians can be like, oh, we want this. They also just signed Josh Bell to uh, play first base or DH for them. One of those two. And uh, so they're, they're making moves to upgrade the offense. And Sean Murphy would be a cherry on top for them because again, he'd be a 67% improvement behind the dish over what they had last year. And uh, that's, that's one heck of an improvement at one spot. Uh, but as we've noted before, uh, the Guardians have George Valera, who is very, very good and very, very young. Uh, he'd be very interesting, and you could center a deal around him like we did last week um, with him, and then you got uh, Rochio uh, and uh, some other guys. 
there, there's some other guys in there too. And there, some of them were major league ready. Like they've already played in the big leagues. So that could be right up the A's alley. And then the Cardinals, who have been the team that I thought that uh, Sean Murphy would end up with this entire time, uh, since I knew that Yadier Molina was going to be retiring, uh, I was like, Cardinals, that's where Sean Murphy's going to go when the A's decide to trade him. And here we are. The Cardinals are one of the front runners, at least in most people's eyes. Um, and I'm going to say that maybe, maybe the uh, the reports from Ken Rosenthal that the A's want major league talent ready could be a ploy, potentially, to try and get the Cardinals to include Lars Newtbar as the centerpiece of this deal. In, at, at, uh, in my piece at Inside the A's uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was putting together a trade, I was like, uh, you can go either Mason Wynn, who is a talented shortstop who... Uh, he hasn't quite done it with the bat yet, but oh man, can he play some defense? But the A's kind of already have that guy in Nick Allen, who they're hoping will be the guy and uh, can also turn it around with his bat a little bit. They're, they're hoping for 2023 to be that breakthrough season for Nick Allen. And I mean, history points to it probably happening. Uh, so you don't necessarily need a Mason win, even though he has lots of upside. Lars Newbar, uh, his baseball savant page is filled with red, and that is excellent like exit velocities barrels and all the thing he he was a good bat and he didn't have a lot of playing time so i think that he would be a nice under the radar kind of centerpiece for the ace to go after he's still got years of control um he's very beloved in st louis and i don't know if they want to subtract from the big league roster necessarily but Lars Newtbar was one of two centerpieces that I, uh, you know, projected earlier, um, and it looks like the A's could be going that route. Uh, I think that I went with Mason Wynn in that piece because he had more years of control, and also I, I like how he spells Mason. It's with a Y. That's really cool. He's a cool guy. I, I like cool guys on my team. <laughs> uh, can you tell that I'm old and I wear a backwards hat? I like guys with Ys in their name, and uh, you should follow the podcast on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so yeah, um, all, all four of those teams have outfield guys that would be nice upgrades and give the A's somebody in the outfield to build around. Because right now they got Seth Brown, who is a potential trade candidate. Uh, he's been he's definitely been asked about. I don't know if the A's are going to trade him, but he's been asked about for sure. And then Ramon Laureano, who um, he's 28 and he's got a few years of control left, but he's probably going to be more trade bait than building block. And so the, 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 A's off, or the A's outfield is basically Christian Pache and Connor Capable currently with guys that they probably won't trade. Uh, so they're, they, they need some more outfield guys. And any, I, all of those guys are very intriguing. Uh, Lars Newbar would be a, an immediate fix, but he'd also be gone the fastest. So George Valera could be the guy that they're really going after and, um, it's hard to see why the Guardians wouldn't trade him if they also don't want to trade their top three pitching prospects. So they got to trade somebody to get Sean Murphy, and I don't know who who else they want to trade. But uh, I mean, they, they've got a really good firm system. They got like seven top one hundred prospects. We'll take whoever. It's fine. We won't. No, that's not how you negotiate, Jason. No, we want super duper major leaguers. Cleveland, boom. Negotiations over. Coming up, we're talking about the A's making a trade with the Rockies. And also, they, they made a signing uh, away, not a, away from the... They made a signing. We'll talk about it, okay? 
Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice or just a thumbs up on YouTube. That also works for us. Um, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Also make sure to give Inside the A's some love on Twitter and on Facebook or just go to the dang website and check out all of my great words that are uh, written sequentially to make uh, news. So there's that. Uh, but let's talk about the A's. couple of little moves that they've made that are intriguing. Um, I want to go ahead and start off with the, the trade that happened about an hour ago, and that is they traded Jeff Criswell, who was the A's uh, second rounder back in 2020. They traded him to Colorado in exchange for Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith. That is uh, actually, no, this guy throws baseballs, not drumsticks. Um, he's interesting. He's 27 years old, so much younger than uh, the real Chad Smith. <laughs> I I looked for him on Twitter. I didn't see him, but he really should have the handle the real Chad Smith because that would be really funny to me. Uh, Chad Smith of the now A's. Uh, if you you do that, please. <laughs> Anyways, he's uh, 27 years old. He's a right-handed pitcher. He has six years of control left. He made his major league debut in 2022. Uh, he, he totaled 18 innings. So he, he got a, a, t like a little cup of coffee. And the A's were like, I like that cup of coffee. Give it to us. And so they did. Um, he had a 7.50 ERA in those 18 innings. He's pitching in Colorado, so grain of salt. Uh, and also, uh, he gave up some amount of home runs, um, and he would have given up fewer home runs in Oakland. So there's that. Um, so ERA all of a sudden went down just by pitching in Oakland. There you go. Uh, he's fixed. <laughs> also Mike McCarthy, but not the Mike McCarthy you're thinking of. Mike McCarthy, the ace bullpen coach. He, he's going to do something to him. I like it. <laughs> Hypnosis. I don't know. Um, does he do hypnosis? I should have him on the podcast and find out. Anyways, um, Chad Smith, in all of his stops in the minor leagues, he has had 10-plus Ks per nine, which is solid. You want Basically, anybody who has uh, nine per nine is good. He's had at least 10, I believe, is, uh, 10 and a half, 11 uh, in the major leagues in those 18 innings. That's good. That means his stuff plays. It's just a matter of uh, he, he allowed a lot of walks in his – in his stint, and it seemed like that was just a small sample size thing. Uh, maybe it was jitters, because I, he gave up like seven and a half walks per nine, I believe, in his uh, 18 innings with Colorado. Some of that could also be, uh, it actually wasn't, because uh, I wrote this down here at the very bottom. Uh, he does not seem like a just a get him out of Coors type of guy, because his splits were actually fine at home, control-wise. Uh, his ERA was a little bit higher. It was like 10.75, as opposed to like 6.75 uh, away from Colorado, but his control seemed to be okay, and that seems to be the thing that was his his main flaw, uh, according to the stats that I read. So, uh, I'm intrigued to see what the A's see in him and what they're thinking about him, but he is now on the A's 40-man roster, so the A's have 38 guys on the 40-man roster ahead of tomorrow's Rule 5 draft, uh, which, <laughs> you know I love the Rule 5, and we are going to, I mean, I, we talked about it. If you guys are interested in who the A's might take, uh, go back and listen to the crossover that I did with Lindsey Crosby of Locked On MLB Prospects. It's just in the it's in the feed. Just go back a few episodes. It's it's there. Uh, also, there's stuff written for you over at Inside the A's. It's I believe near the top of the page too. I've I've, I've kept it up near the top for easy findings. But uh, that's the Rule Five draft for you guys. Uh, he also has two options remaining, so he doesn't necessarily have to be in the big leagues to be 
you know, he doesn't have to make it on the major league roster. So he's, he doesn't have to be in the bullpen initially. He, he has time to figure it out. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the other uh, big thing that the A's did today, which was not trading Sean Murphy, because we talked about him for two segments again, uh, was uh, that they signed Jace Peterson, who's going to be 33 years old in May of May of next year, I believe. Um, I've looked at a lot of birthdays. I think he's gonna, he's going to be 33. His age 33 season is next year. That's what's important. So he's also a utility guy. Uh, he's listed as a second baseman on Fangraphs, but he has actually played like 86 games at third base, and it was basically the Brewers' primary third baseman last year. So um, there's that. Uh, so he's a third base guy. And so when he initially signed, I was like, oh, crap. Uh, is this another like Tony Kemp thing? Where, are they going to trade him now? That's I don't like that. I like Tony Kemp. I want him to stay, but uh, I keep seeing like the signs, but this was not a sign. This seemed like more of a sign that they're not going to re-sign Chad Pender. Uh, they brought in a Chad though. So that's cool. We got a Chad on the team. I don't, it's Chad Smith's first name, Chadwick. I also want to know that now. <laughs> uh, baseball reference. Here I come. Uh, but Jace Peterson, he's like, he's been a league average bat the last couple of seasons. I think he had a 96 WRC plus in 2021, a 98 WRC plus in 2022. So that was 4% and 2% below league average. It's fine. Uh, you know, that's still an upgrade over Chad Pender and most of the players on the A's roster last year. And while he was playing third base, he produced seven outs above average in roughly half a season. So he's really good at third base too. Uh, he can play all over the diamond. He's played everywhere besides catcher, I believe. Uh, he's also thrown some innings. I didn't look at his ERA, but he's thrown four innings in his career. So, hey, he he can do it all. Jace Peterson. Also, it's supposed to be a two-year deal. Um, it's not finalized yet. He's it, This is all pending a physical, but it seems like it's going to happen. So, Jace Peterson will be an Oakland A. This actually could be bad news for Ernie Clement. We'll see. Um, him or Vimy Almachin would likely be the, the, the two casualties or guys that would get their playing time chopped a little bit in, in this move here. Um, and then you got Kevin Smith as a, a guy who's waiting around for his next opportunity. Uh, maybe he becomes trade bait as well. Uh, David Forrest keeps saying that uh, they've had discussions not just about Sean Murphy, but about other guys, too. I Nobody's asking him which other guys. I, I've just assumed that it's been Seth Brown and Tony Kemp and uh, Ramon Laureano just because they're the oldest, I think. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, th th there's there's trades that happening. So, but Sean Murphy is the big one, and I was listening to uh, Locked On Guardians host Jeff Ellis in his third segment on today's podcast, I believe, on Tuesday's podcast. He was talking about um, just the market and all that stuff, and uh, he brought up a good point, I thought, and that was that the A's don't want to fill up their roster with this trade by trading Sean Murphy with guys that they're going to be getting that they need to put on the forty man roster. Uh, they want to wait until after the Rule Five draft and make a selection in that and then, you know, make the moves that they need to and then trade Sean Murphy. So I don't know that we're going to be uh, getting a Sean Murphy trade today, maybe on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Um, it, it'll probably happen this week, but I don't know that it's going to happen until the Rule 5 draft is complete because uh, the A's, 
probably going to take somebody in the Rule 5 draft. And uh, also, I said that their roster is at 38 guys. Their 40-man roster is at 38, and that is because the Jace Peterson contract is not finalized yet, so it'll be at 39 once that is finalized, which means they could take one player uh, in the Rule 5 draft on Wednesday. So uh, they, they need that space, so they can't trade Sean Murphy yet until they cut somebody. Um, I guess I'll talk about who the A's could get rid of, or, you know, could DFA and see if they can pass through waivers. Um I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that. So uh, quick off the top of my head, Jonah Bride uh, is one. I, I like him, though, so I don't know that he would be the guy. Cody Thomas would probably be uh, another option, depending on what the A's are getting in return. But uh, th those are the two guys off the top of my head that make the most sense that they might be able to pass through waivers. Um, I, I like both of them, and I don't want them to go anywhere. But Cody Thomas probably makes the most sense of those two just because he's dealt with some injuries and uh, would be more of a wild card. But he's got some talent. And I don't know that the A's will necessarily want to give him up either. So we'll see. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. That sounded weird. Uh, Locked on Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but that's it for me today, guys. So until next time, I'm hopefully the A's don't trade John Murphy ever, but it's, it's going to happen, and we'll be here to talk about it. And also make sure to check out Inside the A's for all of your, uh, your draft analysis in just a couple of hours and also Rule 5 stuff. Any signings that they have or moves that they make, I cover them over there as well. So check out Inside the A's. Bookmark that stuff stuff. <laughs> but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I'll talk with you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>